Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I am your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. This week, we are going to discuss something a little different than we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about this kind of subject yet. We're going to delve into Obi-Wan Kenobi's costume. We're going to talk about costumes today. It's kind of fun. Yes, and how I have questions, as I always do. (laughs) But there are questions I've always wanted to ask. And you've already written, and you've done extensive research on this and posted it on um, the Most Things Kenobi Tumblr a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. It's still one of my most popular posts, which is really funny, but... Well, you you raised a lot of good points, and I think some of the questions I had were answered in your post. But <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's interesting to delve into... Because, you know, costume inspiration comes from somewhere, right? And whether it's by mm. accident or if it's pulled from pieces of history, uh, it seems to be mm-hmm. both of these things in this case... <laughs> And none of it seems practical. Yeah, a little column A. None of it seems practical. No, not a, not an ounce of it seems practical for a Jedi. Uh, a Jedi in his prime, we'll say, as o- as Obi-Wan were. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really... I love costumes, and the Jedi costume in particular is like... It's very fascinating to me because it pulls from... I would say it mostly pulls from... Japanese like traditional samurai Mm -hmm. Um, but there are elements of it that are like a knight like a medieval knight and you know whether or not that was intentional or if it's just because it's very common for warriors in history to wear these kind of layers maybe that's where you know the overlap comes in I don't know if that was intentional to be like medieval and uh, feudal Japanese I'm not even sure I guess well the samurai have existed for a very, very yes, long and they time. Are, well before... They existed well before knights existed. And they're amazingly badass. So it would work. They are. It would work <laughs> in that in that sense. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of other um, samurai-inspired costume pieces, such as Darth Vader's helmet comes from... Uh, yes. Pieces of that day and age. Um, that, yes. That era. And Rex and Cody, yes. their armor in particular. Shoulder pieces. Yes. Rex Rex has the thigh armor, mm-hmm. the thigh panels that you see in samurai armor, which is intended to like uh, create like a glancing blow, basically, and protect you on mm-hmm. horseback. Um, but Cody has a a shoulder fin and that's design come that design comes from like the samurai would protect the carotid yeah arteries basically the arteries right. over their neck and you would have this fin that comes up next to the side of your head or your helmet might slope down all the way to your shoulders to make it harder for someone to and it makes kill sense you, it makes basically. sense maybe not for clone troopers because they were using blasters but it's it's a nice nod it you know to yeah that. it is it's just it is badass looking it just looks fucking awesome <laughs> uh, since we do have people out there who aren't as into Star Wars they listen to us because they like us which thank yeah. you which is very yes yeah, very touching <laughs> but for those of you who aren't you know as steeped in in Star Wars 
the realm that is the 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 giant galaxy mm. of Star Wars, if you will. <laughs> yeah. The Jedi tunics, robes, etc., giant billowy sleeves that we're talking about. If hopefully I've painted a picture, <laughs> it's many layers of V-neck tunics almost, a giant belt, several belts and mm. long capes billowy sleeves and a lot of things that would seem to get in the way of lightsaber combat which is what we're going to discuss right (laughs) and knee-high chanel boots (laughs) knee-high chanel boots yes it would not be we cannot talk about these costumes if we don't bring up the chanel boots if you know you know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) forgot about the chanel boots well I love it. They're so stylish. So we're going to mostly focus on Obi-Wan just because Mm -hmm. there are so many Jedis and so many iterations of the Jedi robe. And like, you know, they could all be taken in their own context. I'm sure each one has been designed specifically to match the personality of that Jedi. But I want to have this conversation because it's one of my most popular posts on Tumblr. And the original question was somebody had noticed that Obi-Wan's costume changes a little bit in each episode and they were they're asking if that they the they were asking if I thought that was kind of intentional or if I have any theories about why the costume changes and of course I do have theories. <laughs> yeah, it was just that was going to be my first question. Do you have theories, which I know you do. <laughs> I, do. I know you do. I mean, costumes are intentional. There's yes. there's not going to be a thing in a movie that was an accident. Unless we're talking about the bathrobe in A New Hope, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, the bathrobe looking. It's a real bathrobe. Like, it's, it's legit. Real, yeah. So <laughs> Uncle Owen wears a terry cloth bathrobe. <laughs> you can see it in a picture. It's Listen, definitely... he's not going anywhere on Tatooine. Where's he going? Nowhere. <laughs> he's, just, he's just wearing his bathrobe as a jacket. That's all. <laughs> it's definitely like one of those giant bathrobes you get in a hotel. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Anyway, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's kind of interesting that you say that because the truth is when you look at A New Hope and you look at everybody on Tatooine, at least Luke and Uncle Owen and Obi-Wan, they're all dressed really similarly and then all of, a, all of a sudden, in the prequels, the Jedi are wearing Uncle Owen's brown, you know, truth uh, turtleneck and bathrobes. Yeah. So I don't know if I could, I don't know if you could say that the Jedi robes were planned that way all the way back in the 70s. Who's to say? I think that was more of like, this is how people dress in the desert yeah. because it's practical yes. and it's protects you from the elements and the sun but they're still based on samurai clothes Mm -hmm. traditional samurai clothes so like what luke is wearing in a new hope is um i'm gonna look it up and see if i can pronounce it Mm -hmm. correctly okay so on tatooine luke is wearing what is called a shiitake i'm sure i'm not pronouncing this correctly so please forgive me anyone who speaks japanese and knows how to pronounce these words i should have researched pronunciation ahead of time but i didn't but it's like the waist length crossed Mm -hmm. tunic that you see and it can have like short sleeves or long sleeves and that's basically what you see luke wearing on tattooing the white 
tunic, you know, that he's wearing with his little white trousers and his knee-high boots. In A New Hope. Not Return of the Jedi. In A New Hope, yeah. Return of the Jedi is the black. It's also short. It is also short. So you have the base layer, which is the same. It's just a different color. He has um, a different collar on, which I'm going to forget what it's called now. Oh, my God. It's that Western collar that, like, cowboys wore. Oh. A cavalry, I think. Priests also have a collar like that. That's true. And Except they have... It, it's covered with... Uh, it's it, Or it's connected by a, a little ribbon. Well, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but Luke's neckline is more like a cavalry neckline that you see in, like... Um, cowboy movies like mm-hmm. the old west would have that and it falls open you know to the side which you see in return of the jedi the little white panel inside so but that's still based on the samurai tunic mm-hmm. and tabard and like inner tunic outer tunic which you see a lot in obi-wan's costumes yes but it i think that the changes occur i think most dramatically between phantom menace all the way to what we see, uh, all the way through the Clone Wars to Revenge of the Sith. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, minus the more practical armor that Filoni threw in, which we can talk about. But um, yeah, thank God he gets it. <laughs> Filoni gets it. <laughs> he does. Um, you know, but at at times during the Clone Wars, they would go out to fight, and Obi Wan would not have the white shoulder plates and the van braces on Mm -hmm. and i always wondered why sometimes he didn't wear it and and most of the time he did but i wonder like what was that on purpose was it supposed to be more casual i think he obi-wan always has van braces except i think in season seven so by then he's in his uh, revenge of the sith so he becomes less and less armor covered, which I think has more to do with like animation because they said it was very hard to render fabric. No doubt. So it's easier to begin with to have them in like a hard armor. And by the end, they obviously have amazing animation yes. capabilities yes. and they can do the flowy, <laughs> billowy yes. sleeves that make no goddamn sense. Um, the thing that I noticed looking at the prequels is that in the first, in Phantom Menace, his tunic is very mm-hmm. loose. Like, you actually see his chest. It's not, like, even touching his neck. It's all very He's open. He's not the wound up, too tight, too strict Obi-Wan that we come to know later on. Exactly. Is it a purposeful reflection of this, or was it... I mean, was it I can't... tied to his status? Because he hadn't, he hadn't been knighted yet. Sure, could be. It definitely could be. I mean, to me, it seems more like, um, and this is speculation, sure. obviously. I don't have this right from the horse's mouth or anything. But it seems to me that the further into the prequels we get and the more austere he is, mm-hmm. you know, it's like he is really devoted mm-hmm. all the while kind of being forced to do things that he thinks maybe aren't quite right, especially by Return of the Jedi when he's asking Anakin to do things that kind of are dubious and not very moral, the more he's, like, trying to hold the line, the less he feels he can, and the more his collar goes up higher on his neck. Yeah. And he's, like, by 
Revenge of the Sith, he's wearing so many layers and they're like climbing up his neck. It just looks suffocating well, he, to me. A symbolism of how the Jedi Code and the Jedi Council was stu- suffocating him, was stifling him. Yes. So it could be That's a symbol. What it seems. I look for symbols and things. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm, I'll take it even if it's a stretch, but. I mean, he's really bound up. He's bound he up and, and he's under vestments and and it could be that it's a symbol of his responsibility maybe he's not suffocated maybe he's just carrying a heavier burden as a as a master and with more responsibility Mm -hmm. but either way he looks like a knight of stature you know like a man of stature a man of responsibility holding a place of respect on the council and with that comes burden and restriction and responsibility so I think that is an, a purposeful choice in I his think costume. So. It also, the another purposeful thing, um, as we all know, Anakin's robes were much darker. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a contrast of light versus dark. And, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the gradual, easy segue into the black that he ended up having to wear. Um, but Obi-Wan still has light-colored uh robes and layers and things and Mm -hmm. keeps that i mean it's much lighter much lighter than a lot of the other jedi who wear kind of the the brown mixture you know or yeah yeah except in revenge of the sith his inner tunic is dark is dark brown isn't it yeah yeah and it's still like an earth tone it's still like a natural earth tone so i think that keeps him like it's a sign that he's definitely still obi-wan but there's probably a lot more internal conflict yes. um especially with you know what happens with anakin at the end so what fascinates yeah. me is they're 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 also the jedi are closely compared to like buddhist monks right mm-hmm. who wear the giant sleeves because they're sitting and they're covered and that's what they wear and it's supposed to be simplistic and right you know watered down if you will keep everything simple but th- these were fighters these were soldiers and they still had to move and that's why (laughs) (laughs) the giant sleeve thing annoys the shit out of me because yeah maybe men aren't aware of this but if you've ever worn a billowy sleeve as a female (laughs) yeah and you reach for something across the table you know that sleeve is going in the sauce i don't care it goes right and you have to hold it now picture yourself holding a sword of any kind let alone an electric one a mystical electric you know one that will cauterize on site it just seems impractical you know (laughs) well it's funny to me because it's based on samurai who were lethal they were, but they were also, you know, centered and balanced, just like yes. the Jedi. And yeah. obviously, they take a lot of that culture into Star Wars. But the samurai wore, they bound their wrists. They bound their, um, I don't know if they wore van braces. I think they might have. But either way, they would use leather straps mm-hmm. to, like, bind their wrists mm-hmm. so that their sleeves would not get in the way. And, I mean, they even wore terracotta breastplates, like, very heavy stuff Mm -hmm. they didn't just walk in wearing fabric right right (laughs) and it was part of their their status and it was part of their 
It's just common sense. Who the hell goes into battle with that protection? Thankfully, we were given that in in the animated Clone Wars series where, okay, they they strapped those sleeves in a little bit and we got some shoulder plating and chest plating and the whole thing. (laughs) But, I mean, I can't imagine fighting with the sleeves just flopping around like that. But maybe... Well, and I'm sure the argument is that they're peacekeepers. That true. They're not that's supposed true. to fight. Go on the defensive, right? So they... Sh- yeah. Don't walk in ready But to they fight. were in a but damn still. war. I mean, the war was there. And they went to it. They sought it out. They sought out battles. And God bless the Clone Wars designers for Thank adding you. van braces Jesus. to their soldiers. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Ahsoka had van braces. But she also had a much, mm-hmm. diff- much different outfit because, yeah, for whatever reason. I mean, she was never knighted. You could say that, you know, she skipped that whole part. But I don't even yeah. see if she was knighted, if she'd wear it. She had a cloak on at times, but mostly that was for when she was trying to hide. These these guys wear their cloaks like on the, yeah, high, well, on the high council. And I, I, I would assume it's just part of the... Mm-hmm. It's part of the thing, but... That would be so, so hot. I would just be sweating all the time. Well, we know, you know, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi famous hood pullback reveal oh, yeah. thing, which... And the cloak drip, And the cloak drop. drop like, all the the drama of it all, which I love, but... Well, you've got, you've got your inner tunic. You've got an outer tunic. You've got, um... What's it called, Leah? The tabard. 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 tabard, the tabard. tabard. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> you got the tabard, then you got the belt, the layered belt. Then you have the circus tent of a cape that you have to the wear circus with tent. sleeves that are literally fifty-two miles long. Seriously, like holy f- knee-high leather boots. I would be drenched in sweat. Yes. There is no way I could but, not be. But, but they didn't sweat. They glistened. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They're not Twilight vampires. <laughs> they sparkled. <laughs> oh, God, know, help sorry. me. <laughs> Twilight. Still a better love story than Twilight. Satine and Obi-Wan. Still a better love story than Twilight. Am I right? <laughs> totally agree with that. Even in the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, also, like... Why is Obi-Wan wearing the same stuff, basically, in A New Hope? Could the man have not gotten any new clothes? Like, he's still got the dark brown underlayer. He's still got the same, like, tan. Like, for God's sakes. Did Tatooine have laundromats? I sure hope so. I hope that was washed. I I am not giving this uniform up. No. (laughs) Like, okay, I think so a man dressed as Obi-Wan Kenobi going by Ben Kenobi, which is really top secret, yes. is now, yes. like, it's obvious who he is. Right. right. Change your clothes. Change your whole name. What the fuck? The sun baked his brain. I'm telling you. <laughs> the sun baked his brain and Yoda went nuts with the snakes. We've covered this. <laughs> Living in isolation does things to you. Oh my god, it's so I once true. lived in northern Maine and that was as isolated as I've ever been and it did things to my brain. So 
Yeah, I've I've been alone for an extended period too, and I realize I talk to myself a lot when I'm yeah. alone. Yeah. Gets, when I start talking to myself, that's when I'm like, I need to be around some other humans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I talk to my cat. My cat long. talks back, so I'm not sure if that's that counts. Does it count? I think that counts. Okay, that's great. I, I say it counts. <laughs> I said that and he meowed from across the room. No no shit. Aww. See, you guys talk to he's each a, other. He's technically our third co-host. So yeah. He, he's everywhere we are at all times. He can't be without you. Also, Can we talk about the belt? I was... Oh, my God. Space I was twin? literally... Yes, just going to say that. <laughs> because I find the belt... A, the most practical piece of their uniform. Yeah. And historically, the name of it is Obi. I know. What is that? Like, <laughs> I know. I was like, is that on purpose that he's named after a belt? <laughs> We're talking about the cloth piece underneath their yeah. leather, like, tool belt. The belt used to close the tunic and hold the yeah. tabard in place is called an obi, which I just I love, love that. It's amazing. It has to be a coincidence, right? Because I mean that the obi came first. But did maybe, I don't know, knowing George Lucas it wasn't an accident, but maybe he knew it was part of the uniform and then he thought that would be a good name for a Jedi. Let's Yeah, but where's the wand come from? No. <laughs> We need to write George Lucas a letter. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Because well, Vader is the word for father, I guess, in German. And so that was like an unpurposed choice. Well, the, but... Korean, the Korean word for money is won. W-O-N. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Are we? <laughs> uh, have we? I think we're. Have we jumped the shark stretch. with this one? <laughs> yeah. I, we liked it. Sorry, Fonzie, but we're Shit. done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the belt. You were probably going to say something much more educated than no, me going on about. No, I was just going to say that it's. <laughs> No, just going to say that it's called an Obi, exactly what you were going to say, of course, because we have the same brain. I, I think it makes more sense because I don't want all that leather rubbing against me, so it's nice that they had at least an extra layer. I know it's part of, like, the samurai, you know, yeah. uniform, if you will, but it also protected them from the damn rubbing of the leather because if they're sweating underneath all this stuff, the last thing you want is leather rubbing against you, you know? <laughs> Which I think they're they're covered because they have enough layers to last them a lifetime. Can you imagine how they smelled? Hopefully good. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend that they smelled it's good. walking through the halls of the Jedi Temple. I bet you they all smelled like roses, but... They smelled like leather and sandalwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's cool because they're... Obviously, they're like upper half and they're they're... Cloak is very samurai inspired, um, minus the armor. Don't use that as much, but you can see it on the clones definitely. Mm-hmm. But like the lower half with the boots and the like tighter leggings, that's very much more like a knight, because the samurai actually yeah. had bigger, like wider pants. I forget what they're called, but 
Um, it's like a trouser that was a little bit bigger. And then they would bind them with mm-hmm. another, I don't know, it wasn't necessarily like a wrap. It was like a kind, a piece of cloth that they would wrap around their calves mm-hmm. to make it tighter. But like the Jedi don't do that. They have just like trousers. And the boots make tucked sense. Tucked into boots. From, mm-hmm. from even like a knight's point of view they're on horseback a lot more often so if you get swiped with a uh, a knife um a sword (laughs) yeah uh, the the boot protects you i used to ride horses and i i rode english discipline instead of western discipline so Mm -hmm. i had the full like blazer breeches and the Mm -hmm. big tall chanel they weren't chanel good lord Uh -uh. (laughs) but they were fabulous they were chanel in spirit yes uh but they had the whole thing and it also protected you from the oils of the horse because I remember mm-hmm. I used to get patches of oil and hair on the insides of my calves from them, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. So the boot, I'm glad they kept the boots. I think, you know, and and Obi-Wan looks fabulous in them. Yeah, like, what would a Jedi wear if not knee-high leather boots? It'd be badass. No, I, <laughs> I do wonder if they had, do they have buckles to, like, keep them? Because you'd have to keep make sure the pants don't come out of the top. Yeah, I think Qui-Gon is all buckles on his, all across the front. I'm trying to look. I can't really see it in the photo I have right now. They And, like, Quinlan Voss, I think, has some buckles on If his. I recall correctly, just from memory, Anakin has a topper on top of his boot that is strapped on. Mm-hmm. It's It almost looks quilted, but it's like... Yeah, it's like a spat. It's like a piece <laughs> that goes... It's like an extra layer. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. I... Recently, I've been looking up cosplay options. Oh, right. <laughs> You're going on a trip. <laughs> Star Wars themes everywhere. And I was thinking, oh, I should just go as my dream of being Anakin, like a female Anakin. And I was looking at the boots, and a lot of people have those two components of the boots. And I, I thought that was an interesting component. So when we were talking about this, Obi-Wan seems to have just, you know, a one piece. But then... Anakin had the two-piece, mm-hmm. like the extra layer, which I don't... Mm-hmm. Did he have trouble with his feet? It's for kicking people in the balls. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say? Kicking people in the balls? Yeah, it makes it more oomph. <laughs> I could see him doing it. <laughs> for him, For him, yeah. yes. <laughs> I just made that up, but I think it's accurate. It's, it works. <laughs> He's a tall dude. It wouldn't have to... He wouldn't have to aim all that purposely you know the knee is right there protects his ankle while he does the kick yes <laughs> i love it yeah i think it's great yeah i mean all the warriors back in the day they rode horseback so you have to have like a split tunic mm-hmm. or at least one that doesn't come below your waist makes sense and that's why the tabard is split you know, it's a piece that comes over your shoulders in two parts mm-hmm. And it just runs down your chest. And that's because you have to spread your legs to sit on a horse. If you had like a solid piece, you wouldn't be able to sit very comfortably. Yeah. It's good. It's fun stuff. I I don't know. I love this kind of stuff. Um, And I'm also a big fan of historical stuff like knights and samurai and all that. Well, if you were to ask me, I think the the progression of Obi-Wan's uniform as a Jedi is symbolic and not accidental on the part of why he was so uptight and wrapped up by revenge of the Sith, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't have an Mm -hmm. answer for what was going on in a new hope. So, (laughs) 
But you have to think of it in terms of like A New Hope was filmed first, so it was probably all very organic in the way that it unfolded, and then well, they had that yeah. to work with going forward. I'm sure George Lucas has all of the answers. Yes, I'm sure he does. But like, if you if you look at pictures of other costumes on Tatooine, mm-hmm. Obi Wan fits right in. So, yeah. And then after that, it progressed into the prequels and the clothes. So, I I think that maybe it wasn't so intentional at first mm-hmm. in, in the sense. And, like, from what I understood, too, when they did Revenge of the... Or, I'm sorry, Return of the Jedi, and they show the Force ghosts at the end, you know, and they mm-hmm. show Anakin before they switched it out to be Hayden Christensen. They had another... They had the original actor in there. And from what I understand, they didn't have a costume. Like, it was, like, a last-minute decision to put that in there. Mm. And they that was, like, the costume that fit him that oh. was on set at the time. So they just put him in it, and it wasn't necessarily, like, a Jedi robe. It was, like, just what people wore in the Star Wars universe. Because Yoda was kind of dressed that way as well. Yeah, yeah Yoda's got, like, a, just a winter jacket on. Like a puffer jacket. Like a puffer jacket, yeah. Oh, I think I think this whole thing's fascinating from a historical standpoint as well as a from a Jedi Obi Wan especially because we know how his character progresses and it doesn't get better. He's a wonderful character, but his path gets mm-hmm. worse and worse. Just, not worse. Um, yeah, yeah, just sadder. It's sadder and sadder. Well, and if you incorporate Clone Wars into that costume design and you see how at the beginning he's wearing armor Mm -hmm. and by the end he has no armor left, it's like you could say that either it could represent that like his walls have come down Mm -hmm. or more so that he has less and less to protect him. So by the end, you know... He has no external protection, which is just kind of like what's happening with Revenge of the Sith. There's nothing left. It's at the end. It's just him versus Anakin. And whatever he brings with is all he's going to have for the rest of his life, you know. And and clearly the sleeves didn't matter in that battle because that is still (laughs) my favorite lightsaber duel yeah. in all of star wars i'm those two... sure i'm sure they got in the way and those are just the outtakes that we won't see yeah. <laughs> yes give us the outtake oh my god well you've seen them trying to dress and like they have a costume yeah. assistant pulling the sleeves yes. up you, i mean it's it's very and like they have to be, i think it's hayden that bends back for the cloak because he can't yeah. quite you know he's maneuver super tall but he can't maneuver in the damn costume as it is. And so they try and get the cape, you know, they're trying to make yeah. sure the hair remains the same. Cause there's all kinds of things that goes into all of that. They're always fluffing the hair. So wouldn't you, I want that job. Listen, hair fluffer. I want to be an official hair adjuster for movie sets for specific movie sets. Okay. Specific actors. Hayden and Ewan, Sebastian Stan. Let me adjust their hair, please. Pretty please. <laughs> Long-haired S- Sebastian Stan, please. I'll take short hair. I'm not a... Beggars can't be choosers, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Professional hair adjuster. I like it. Call me up sometime. I'm free. No, I'm not. But I will be. <laughs> <laughs> she will make time in her schedule for you. I'll even wear an extra... An extra rope. Just to make everyone feel comfortable. <laughs> 
So now it's your turn, everybody listening. Would you like to wear Jedi robes? Is that your favorite Star Wars costume? Or do you have another favorite? We would love to hear what is your favorite Star Wars costume. Yes, or what's your favorite Jedi's costume? There's plenty out there to choose from. Not all of them wore yes. robes. Yeah, there's a good variety out there. So uh, hit us up on social media and tell us what you think. Next week, join us because we're talking about something that is going to get really interesting and I, something I can't wait to dig into. And that is, we will be discussing the cave scene in Empire Strikes Back where Luke meets Vader slash himself. Mm-hmm. And what is the symbolism behind everything that goes on in that in that cave? Yeah, that's fun. It's deep. It's deep. I've looked into it a bit. It is pretty deep. I it's love deep stuff. stuff. So come on into the cave with us. <laughs> <laughs> The last time we asked our listeners to chime in, it was all about self-care. And if you had any self-care Star Wars routines like Lauren and I did, and surprisingly, we got a lot of personal responses that were sent through direct messages and private messages on our social media. So we're going to keep those to ourselves because they were personal. But thank you so much for opening yourself up and being vulnerable. We, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's amazing some of the listeners we have that are that trust us to tell us these things some of the more public ones that we are able to read came from youtube from our dear friend jernan who writes this was an amazing episode guys well thank you jernan she says it means so much to know that we're not alone in how we find movies and stories and characters like this comforting and this is a very personal topic for me and i'm not going to get too deep But Star Wars is such a comfort to me as well, especially the character of Obi-Wan, as I'm sure you both already know. And we definitely already know, and we definitely agree with you, girl. She says, Obi-Wan is just so strong and positive, especially in the darkest of times. And really, truly, that is one of the more inspiring things. We have these characters that inspire us to do good and be good and persevere, right? And Obi-Wan is definitely one of those characters. MH also says, when it comes to self-care in Star Wars, I always head straight to fair warning fix. (laughs) She says her other fandom self-care things include reading Harry Potter, Sherlock, and watching Warrior Cat AMVs, because that book series was my late elementary, early middle school life. And MH, I know for a fact, like, I completely agree, because some of the greatest, most comforting things come from the past, and some, some... some of our formative years things, like, you know, my thing was Northern Exposure, right? And, I, yeah, I, I totally get it. And Yav Yav says, hello, Space Twins. Hello, Yav Yav. Yav. She says, my comfort Star Wars is the Lurkin, and the first Mandalore arc was Satine and Kenobi. And I dream of an alternate timeline where Mandalore has an ex-Jedi. And I think by that, if you mean the ex-Jedi being... Obi-Wan, so he can be with Satine, then yeah, that is a comforting thought indeed. Happiness, the happy ending that our dear Obi-Wan deserved, right? Thank you again to everyone who chimed in, and uh, we love our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Plus, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin.
May the force be with you. Always. Thank you.